Yo, what is up? It is the Fantasy Chumps Podcast. Welcome back. Nate, we've kind of been on a little hiatus. Oh, joining me is Nate. Um, hey, yes. John is busy with a lot of other things, life, school, etc. So it's just Nate and I holding on the fourth. But um, last week was Thanksgiving. Hope you guys had a good one. We took the week off. And the week before, Nate never released our podcast. So it's been a while since you've heard from us. So, Nate, how are you doing? That's actually great for me. Yeah, guys, I'm still undefeated on locks. Um, still haven't lost. No, I'm just kidding. I need to admit it. Uh, I guess on the podcast that I didn't release. You did not. Um, I never got a reminder either. Just want to throw that out. Yeah, it's, it's all good. But uh, I did I, I did want to spring this upon you during the uh, wow. The I don't think I've heard about this since then. Yeah, I, at all. This is the first time I'm hearing of this. Well, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I've been doing pretty well. Last in that last episode, I picked my first loser of the week, so I'll I'll give Layton uh, the opportunity to roast me later on. But um. But yeah, we've been doing pretty good. We're just entering the playoffs now for our main league. And I think many of you out there are also entering or coming up on your playoffs, making final pushes for for the for the spots or the buys. But um, yeah, I think we should get into it. What the end of this fantasy season it has been, or leading up to it, I should say. Not over yet. Yes, we had our first round of the first, or first week of the first round of our fantasy playoffs. Nate and I are in the, we did not get the buy, so we're kind of duking it out, not against each other, but hoping to kind of advance, so we'll see how it goes, but. Layton's in a lot better shape than I am. That is true, (laughs) especially when I picked up Alexander Madison, too, against the Lions. Let's go. (laughs) I thought Ethan was going to get him. He's ahead of me in the waiver order. Couldn't believe it. I'm <laughs> glad I'm glad you got him and Ethan didn't because I'm playing Ethan. Yeah. But, all right, we'll, we'll kick things off. We kind of have a lot of stuff to get through. Question of the podcast, Nate. Who will be the player on the most fantasy winning teams this year? Hmm. And this is just a guess. I don't, I, excuse me. I didn't expect you to do any research ahead of time. I am going to say, because I think the running backs have been very average and nobody has really pulled away. It would be a different story. I think if Jonathan Taylor, well, it might be Jonathan Taylor. He might be up there. I was going to say it would be a different story if Derrick Henry stayed healthy but I think it is going to have to be a wide receiver. And I think two guys that come to mind easily are Cooper Cup and Debo Samuel for people who have played well well past their um, their ADP for this season. Cooper Cup was, I think, going in the fourth round maybe, fourth or fifth. 
And yeah. he's wide receiver one on the year. And Debo Samuel, I mean, went probably eighth round, maybe. I I can't recall, but I know I know it was late, and I knew it was after um, Brandon Ayuk too, I believe. So, and he's wide receiver two. Um, he's hurt now, but um, both guys have been absolutely going off. Huge value picks for whoever got him in their leagues. Sorry, Nate. I've been trying to find. I saw where. You had like statistic on playoff teams that I was gonna look at, but yes, those are two really good choices. I, oh man, it's it's hard. I think one I'm gonna have to go with. Um, and you know I'm gonna go two. They're both quarterbacks, and I couldn't decide which one, so I'm gonna say Tom Brady and Jalen Hurts because they both are studs for fantasy. And they were not going super high. I think Tom Brady was in like the eighth or ninth round typically. And Jalen Hurts was in like ninth to 11th round. So when you can get top five quarterbacks at that range and not having to spend up for like a Mahomes or Kyler Murray, it it really makes life a lot easier for your fancy construction of your roster. Mm -hmm. So those are probably going to be my two. Oh, actually, no, I, I have another one. I'm going to slip another one in there. Pat Fryermuth. I'm going to throw his name out there because no way drafted him, and he's just been going off because the Muth is loot. So. You think he's going to be on a lot of winning teams? I don't know if he keeps it up. <laughs> you think he's going to be starting on a lot of winning teams? Yeah, he might be. All right. I'm hoping I'm one of them. <laughs> is he currently starting for you? He is. He's he is good. He is good. I own him in one dynasty league, and I'm very happy. I also have him on my roster in our dynasty league, so it's good. It's good to do. Also, before we move on to the, the news, I did want to give a shout-out to Jash one of our loyal members yep. he so everybody's you know spotify premiums has been going on i'm sure you've seen it top artists and everything jash's top podcast was our podcast so definitely want to give him a shout out because we always love the support he gives us he whenever it's not been our questions it's been his for like almost all of them so always respect that um, he may may literally be the number one fan. I, I would easily say he's the number one fan. At least he's the most vo- vocal fan. Mm-hmm. I, I know Britt says he listens to quite a few too, but he doesn't like it. Let us know about it. So Yeah, but it has been a fun first season so far, I think, doing this podcast. I know you and John were doing it. Um, kind of. Under a, different, under a different name and to a different extent. Um, yeah. before, but it's been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, well, we were glad to, to join, have you join in. The, it was mainly just like a, we barely got it started, and then like things just popped up, and we couldn't get a consistent thing going, so we didn't do it. But yeah, we, we definitely tried. So this has gone a lot more smooth sailing, so it's been good. And I'm excited and upset that the season is coming to the end. To the end. Yeah. You know what we're going to have to do after this is we're going to have to go back and have a review of all of our, our takes on the year. Oh, all of our big one. Like there's, I can 
I'm embarrassed to bring up some of the preseason takes I made. Oh, that I, are just horrible now. I mean, like I if can, you listen to me, like you, you 100% lost your season. <laughs> well, I mean, if you listen to me for quarterback and you got Jalen Hurts, you know, yeah, you're looking pretty good. Everything yeah. else, yeah, well, I, I never mind. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> we're, we're in it to get better. That is true. We're we're the chumps, not the champs, for a reason. So, yeah. um, <laughs> let's move on. This is a thick news slash injury segment. Um, yeah, I, I spent like 15 minutes not trying to humble brag, but just putting this together. But because there's so much, normally we can whip this part up in like five minutes, but. It's big names, too, on the news yeah. and injuries. So first one, Christian McCaffrey hurt his ankle. He's on IR, out for the season. Second season in a row where he just hasn't played. I, I hate to call him a bust because he's not been bad, but, I mean, Nate, what, I, what was I, your I, reaction? I, well, it's sad for sure. It is – I don't – I can't imagine what all of you owners out there feel like seeing your number one overall pick most likely go on the IR twice in one season. Yeah. But that's okay because I know how you feel because I was an owner as well, and it is not fun. Um, no. But I have a question now. Sure. Where, where will Christian McCaffrey be for the draft next year? What ADP range is he going to be falling in? Because I think it's going to be hard to assume that he'll be number one overall. Uh, he will not be. Jonathan Taylor will be. If I had to give like an average ADP, I'm going to go with 3.5. Yeah. I mean, it, it, injury concern is, is real now. I mean, yeah, because if, if you look at it, like, okay, the top three is probably going to be like Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, right? Or, you know, sub Najee for yeah. somebody else. And then you'll have McCaffrey right around there. You also have Kamara, Cook still right around there after that. But so it, people can be scared. No, I, I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be scared next year if I have the fourth pick and I'm looking at Christian McCaffrey. Like, how do you pass that up at four? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, a, maybe a topic for the the off season podcast. Oh, a hundred percent. But we could probably make a whole podcast out of just that. But we'll see what happens. Um, any any interest in picking up any other Panthers running back? Yeah. So um, if you're nearing like your trade deadlines now and stuff, I'm sure he's no longer available on most of your waivers. But uh, Chuba Hubbard. Um, seems to be the guy that's going to be filling in and picking up uh, the running back one work in Carolina, um, which, and I like him and I like that he's probably going to be the guy there. Uh, I think quarterback situation is an interesting thing to think about uh, in regards to Chuba Hubbard. Mm -hmm. If Cam's playing, that worries me about uh, red zone production right. for a running back. Um but also, it's a pretty tough uh, matchup schedule for running backs going forward. It looks like if you, if you do play through week 18 of the season, they will play the Bucks twice. 
And I believe that they may play the Cowboys once. I'm not positive on that. Or, but they definitely – I think it's – they play the Bucks and at least the Saints on their schedule. But um, so that – not great matchups for, for running back. Um, but, yeah, he's probably the one guy that I'm looking at. Right. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, he's the guy if you have to pick one. But it's kind of hard to, right? It is hard to. I, I wouldn't give up too much for – a running back in Carolina at this point. No, I would keep that pretty low on the total poll with or fab. Mm-hmm. Um, so next up on the list, <clears throat> Alvin Kamara has been out the past two weeks. He's limited in practice again. Ingram was a full participant in practice. If anybody's monitoring that, and since they play tomorrow night, like what's your comfort level, Nate? I know you have him on a couple of your fantasy teams. Yeah, I do. Um, what was his injury again? That's horrible that I'm saying this. It was a knee injury. Yeah, it was a knee injury. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty worried. I kind of hate that it's going to be on the short week. Um, I'd be pretty worried. I would be glued to Twitter all day tomorrow um, trying to refresh Saints injury reports and uh, kind of warm up news but yeah i'm i'm a little nervous i mean if you if he gets the thumbs up that he's going to be good to go at game time i there's no way you can't start him though right no that makes sense like you start him even if he like if he plays you're starting him if he plays i'm starting him i think yep okay and no, I, I think an, another weird thing with kamara now too is that uh Taysom hill was made the starting quarterback yeah down there and we got to experience a little bit of that last year. Mm-hmm. And I think it was pretty frustrating for some Kamara owners when Taysom Hill was in just for how they use uh, the design quarterback runs, especially just Taysom Hill bullying through the red zone goal line scenarios. I think it can be a little bit of a risk factor for, for Kamara owners. Um but, yeah, another thing to keep in mind. Just a lot going on, that's for sure. Dalvin Cook, gosh. Dalvin Cook hurt his other shoulder. I think he already had, like, a torn labrum in one or something like that. So he's out at least two weeks with that other shoulder. Uh, obviously, we'll talk about him later, but Alexander Madison, you should pick him up if you can. Everybody – you know what's- Sorry, go ahead. No, good. You're, you're good. I was going to say, uh, it was funny is those that first chunk of news that you just read, those were the first three picks in our league, I think. Dude, Kamara, I, I was, CMC, and Cook. I was just <laughs> looking at that. I actually had that pulled up if my mouse would work, which it will not. Um, yeah, I was. I looked up ADP from last year. McCaffrey, Cook, Kamara, Derrick Henry, who's out, and Zeke who's like nursing a knee injury. So if you had a top five pick, you know, you're normally thinking, oh, we're, we're set. We're good to go. Maybe not so much. So it, yeah, it's uh, sad. That is sad. I think it'll change a lot of how people draft next year, though. Again, not to get too much into it, but it, I can see this turning of the page, man. Hashtag uh, trade back. Honestly? I think uh, I don't know. That's interesting. Oh, we'll have, we'll have to get into it. Gosh, I think I... what's interesting now 
is that we are going to see kind of the front of the draft get a lot younger. Not that 26 is old, but 26 is kind of nearing the end of a really good running back career. Yeah. And now those running backs that are going to be one, two, three, four, exception of Derrick Henry, all going to be uh, second or third year guys. Yeah. What's interesting is I think I mentioned this like a few weeks ago. Is like this. I think this upcoming year and the year after, we're going to see like a turning of the page where like the top fantasy running backs aren't going to be like the McCaffrey, the Cook, Kamara, Henry, like the Zeke, the guys that have been it for years, like mm-hmm. for the past four years, you draft one of them and you, you just start them and forget about it and you're happy. It's going to become yeah. a lot more difficult. Um, I mean, do you, do you think that will change with new young running backs? Do you think they'll pick up that kind of work or is that just what the running back position is evolving into? So is- that's a great question because I think there's a lot of guys – Young guys like Najee, Jonathan Taylor, um, excuse me, Javante Williams out in Denver. They're going to be kind of the big names, but there's also guys that are going to probably get drafted this upcoming year and next year. I know for sure next year there's a couple guys I like if I'm like in our dynasty league, I'm absolutely trying to get. Uh, but you also have DeAndre Swift. You can't forget about him. AJ Dillon's oh, yeah. been really good. Gibson's still good. He's just on a bad roster. So, like, you have these guys. I'm not saying all of them will be, like, the top five picks next year, but, like, you'll start to see those names in the top ten instead of, like, the the other casual ones. And Austin Eckler's good, too. I want to throw another name in there. I want to put Ramondre Stevenson up on that list because I think he's in a good spot in New England. I just can never trust New England running backs, dude. I know, but I just think he – he's looked really good, and it seems like he's taking over for Damian Harris. That's true. And he's is, he is a rookie, correct? Yes. Yeah. But, no, your your point's made. That is that is a good point. It's kind of like with everything. San Francisco running backs. You never really trust them. Kind yeah. Of. It could go anywhere. Right. Um, well, speaking but, of – what? No, I was going to say that's very interesting discussion, though, about just running backs overall. I know. It's kind of crazy. Um, speaking of top guys, Ezekiel Elliott dealing with a sore knee, been limited in games, the past recent games, I should say. Under 10 carries each of the past two games might have less workload this upcoming week, trying to rest him and everything. Jerry Jones says, and I quote, he's going to have a big load. On Thursday, so uh, Nia, what do you make of all this going on with Zeke? That um, besides the comment about George, <laughs> never mind. I couldn't say it. All right, uh, I don't. I don't think. I guess game plan news coming from Jerry Jones's mouth should mean anything to anyone. <laughs> I would agree with that. But, but Jerry Jones is not a typical GM and owner. He's much more – is Jerry Jones a GM? Unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. He's he's much different than anyone else, a lot more hands-on and involved, uh, uh, probably yeah. more than anybody else in the organization wants him to be. But um, – so it is a little different, I guess, but it does seem like smoke from Jerry Jones. Um, 
I don't know why they would rush Zeke back if he has a sore knee. It does suck for a fantasy owner, but I would rather have Zeke probably wait a week and come back. Yeah, I just I just think they want to like downplay the significance of it. So that's probably what it is. But it's also against the Saints. Like I'm personally not starting Zeke in our league. So was the knee injury? Did that go back to the Kansas City game? Yes. But because that didn't that did not look very good, and I know he came back in that game, but he definitely didn't look like the himself. No. Yeah. I think he's fighting through something. Honestly, against the Saints, I would just be like, take a week off. I mean, they're already probably going to win that terrible division in the NFC East, so why not? Take a week mm-hmm. off, get the extended break, and then go from there. Um, I'm, so Do you, Okay, quick, yes. quick conspiracy theory. Do you think they want Zeke to play so they don't have to play Tony Pollard as much, so they don't have to – is this a contract year for Tony Pollard? I believe so. So he doesn't have to go off or have the opportunity to, so they don't have to pay him a big contract and they can just keep him in a similar role. Well, I think he's going to get paid by somebody yeah. more than they want. Where is he? Nate, you got me down the salary cap hole. Um, he is, no, he has one year left. So Okay. Yeah. I thought he was on contract for some reason. No, nope, next year is last year on the contract. Oh, yeah. Never mind. But, yeah. So, it's a good idea, though. Speaking of Cowboys, Mark Cooper has been on the COVID list, as you guys know. Missed the past two games. Might play this Thursday in a limited capacity. Nate, are you starting him? Personally, no. I don't think I am because I do own Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper in a league. I do have quite a bit of running – or, excuse me, wide receiver depth in that specific league. Um, I'm a little bit nervous about Amari Cooper um, coming back. Who are they playing again? Saints. Yeah, this, this, exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous about Amari Cooper. He has been somebody that's been uh, kind of fighting injuries and limited practice time all year. I just – I think it's going to be one that I steer away from. No problem. I would not disagree with that. Debo Samuel, hurt with a groin injury, Nate. I know you love this. Did not practice today and will most likely be out this weekend. Brandon Ayuk time? Brandon Ayuk time. Which I – but no. It, this has been an insane year for Debo. Um, it's been really interesting watching how the 49ers have used him yeah. the last two weeks with um, some running back uh, concerns or injuries and stuff. Um, we've seen Debo actually even line up as a running back quite often. I think yeah. we're used to seeing him on the jet sweeps, but he's been really good almost as like the Cordero Patterson that's younger and a lot faster. <laughs> Very true. Jalen Hurts has a minor ankle injury, but said he's good to go. Doesn't seem to be impacting him. Uh, I'm starting him everywhere still. Last week was the one game that everybody forgets about, right? Everybody has those games. That's his first one like that, right? Yep. Every other game has been over 20 points. It's insane. Uh, DeAndre Swift hurt his shoulder on Thanksgiving. Out next week, maybe longer. 
keep monitoring that. That one kind of concerned me a little bit when I read into it more. Um, it sounded like the staff was thinking that it could, they, they said it very vaguely, but they said could be multiple weeks. And it was something where he felt okay and wanted to come back as soon as he could, but the staff was kind of nervous and holding him back. So they yeah. weren't really seeing eye to eye on it. Um, it almost... This one worries me uh, because it was something that I was in trade discussions with prior to a trade deadline. Um, I had the opportunity to trade for DeAndre Swift, and I chose not to. Um, I mean, the season for them is over and done with. They're, I think they want to win a game, and that's about it. I don't think they so. I, I they may not even want to. That's right. They may just want to lock up that number one overall pick. But for that reason, it could give them motivation to just bench DeAndre Swift for the rest of the year and save him. Yeah. So I would keep, keep that in mind before you trade the house on that. Miles Sanders exited last Sunday's game with an ankle injury might miss next week, but he's been practicing all week. Nate, do you like anybody in the Eagles backfield at all? Not so Jalen Hurts. (laughs) I agree. All right, Dan Arnold got put on IR with an MCL out at least four to six weeks. In terms of his fantasy season, it is over. Unfortunately, he's been really good. Somebody maybe monitor for next year. Adrian Peterson signed by the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I mainly put this one on here because he's not on the Titans anymore. I think that's a bigger deal. So we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Um, and then Nate, big news, Taysom Hill is starting quarterback for the Saints this week, tomorrow against the Cowboys. Are you starting him? He's startable. If, you know, as somebody like me in our league who took Russell Wilson in like the sixth round uh, and has been fighting that all year, um, doesn't really have a, a reliable quarterback at the moment. I, it might be worth it to take a, take a swing on Taysom Hill. Right. I think he will get opportunities to score touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, um, and maybe hit a bomb for a, for a play-action pass touchdown. I, this kind of stinks, but um, I think the Saints had to do this. They were not getting anything done on offense. So, I mean, Taysom Hill leaves, at least gives a different look. I would agree with that. Okay. That was a lot. <laughs> so, let's just take a quick break. We'll jump right back in with our waiver wire pickups right after this break. Welcome back. Titty Fantasy Jumpers podcast, kind of a uh, Debbie Downer of a podcast so far with all the injuries and everything. I'm sure a lot of people are out there like, oh, I have that guy in one league, that guy in another. So let's make it a little bit more positive and see how we can improve those teams uh, with a lot of the waiver wire pickups. So a lot of these guys are picking up some slack for a lot of injuries. You'll notice a common theme. So definitely something to keep an eye out. So the first one is... Is his first name Dante? I didn't write it. Hilliard? I have no idea, honestly. The backup for the Titans. 
I'll look it up. He's on my fantasy roster, so I, I should probably know this. But he's been oh Dontrell Hilliard. Dontrell Hilliard. Okay, yeah, that was definitely a little off. Um, I clicked on the wrong app, but yeah, he's been really good. Um, like I think it kind of surprised everybody. The re- the main reason I put him on here is because they just released Adrian Peterson. Um, Hilliard, Hilliard, right? Hilliard. Yep has averaged about 18 or 17 fantasy points past two games. Uh, the one thing I I like about him is he has big play ability because against the Patriots, he had 131 rushing yards, but only on 12 carries. Like, that's insane in a touchdown. And then another thing is he has some receiving ability because against the Texans, he had 10 targets and eight catches. So – even if the ground game's not going, he has a chance to like make an impact in the passing game. So I definitely think, you know, he's definitely one of those guys you got to look out for, especially with Adrian Peterson being on the Seahawks now. Because I mean, in those, in, especially in the Texas game, he had nine carries. So if you give those to Hilliard, mm-hmm. I mean, that could have been like over 20 point weeks. So it's all about touches, and it seems like he'll definitely be getting a lot of them. That's a good one, and I know we talked about this before the show, but A.J. Brown and Julio Jones are on IR also. Yeah. And, uh, I didn't even mention I don't that know. in the news. <laughs> yeah, was A.J. Brown a new one? I know Julio's been – Yeah, A.J. Brown was kind of a new one. Whoops, I'm sorry. Well, now, you know. Surprise, sorry. <sighs> this is the first time you're hearing about it. No, you know if you haven't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know how big of a disappointment he's been this year. Accurate. Do you want to talk about the next one? You want me to keep going? Oh, uh, you got it. So the next one, the guy I was able to finesse in our league, Alexander Madison. So as we talked about earlier, Dalvin Cook went down, and he'll be out for at least two weeks. What I love about this with Alexander Madison there's been two games he's played in where Dalvin Cook didn't play over 20 points both times, right? So week three against the Seahawks, 23 points. Week five, Detroit, 26 points. Um, in both those games, he had over 30 touches. That's insane. So they trust this guy a lot to step right in. And ironically enough, they play the, the Lions this week. So he went right in my starting lineup. After that, they play... The Steelers and the Bears, I mean, they're good defenses, but with the amount of volume he's going to get, I'm still going to play him regardless. And he can catch the ball too, so don't let that, uh, I guess, deter you from playing him. But, I, I, Nate, I know you were uh, you were trying to get him. Yes, I was. I was definitely in, uh, in the queue for that. But yeah, because – He's a he's a good player. He is. He is a very good player. He is a very good backup running back. But Layton, what I want you to uh, to talk about this next one. You, mean, you have personal ties to Taysom Hill. You you mean Taysom Titan Hill. My guy. Ah, maybe whoops. Maybe just maybe the only reason why I made it to the championship. We'll never know. But I did start Taysom Hill at tight end 
for one week, and he did get over 20 points that week. <laughs> that should uh, be criminal. <laughs> during the play. Hey, it was in the rules. That's not illegitimate. They, they changed it after the week. So kudos to ESPN. But he has a lot of rushing ability like we talked about. Part of the reason there's some cause for concern with Kamara um, is the fact that once you're in the red zone, they could just do like an option and Hill can just take it in. He's a great dual – I shouldn't say great. He's a good dual threat quarterback. And if your quarterback can run, which Hill can definitely run, then there's fantasy relevance with that. And uh, I just know that's something to keep in mind all the time. Yep. Anything to add, Nate? Not really. You kind of hit it on the head. Yeah. Pretty good. You have experience. I mean, experience beats uh, beats everything. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of DeAndre Swift going down, Jamal Williams, he was – Nate, do you have him in any league? Because he was pretty dominant to start the season. No, I don't. And, yeah, he was – it was like the first – two or three weeks, I want to say, where it was a legitimate question at one point where was like, was it okay to start Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift? Like, were, were they both startable running backs in fantasy? And I think the answer was yes after those first couple of weeks. But then since then, uh, it, it's kind of tailed off a bit and it's it's fallen more in the favor of Swift. But um, – I mean, just like it was last year, if Aaron Jones were to go down, I mean, if you had Jamal Williams as just like that backup handcuff or something or just on the off chance, kind of like Alexander Madison's been for Dalvin Cook, who's very injury prone. I mean, Jamal Williams is a guy you want because he's going to give you RB1 production, I think, especially right. in, in Detroit. Um, I don't think there's any other choice but to go to the running game. That's true. Week one, he did have 25 fantasy points. What did he Uh, have week two and three? Two, he had seven, and then week three at 15. So after that, it kind of tallied off. But he was hurt for a few weeks. And then this past week, with Swift out, he had 13 fantasy points on five targets with five catches. So no touchdowns. So, I mean, if he gets a touchdown, that's like a 20-point week. So um, definitely, definitely a guy to keep on the radar. Pick him up if you can. I picked him up in another league, so definitely something to keep in mind. Yeah. Um, Nate, I'm going to pass it over to you to talk about Gerald Everett. Sure. Yeah, that was um, one of the guys that I had taken taken um, some likeness to to during the Monday night game against Washington. Um, I don't know what's going on. I don't think anybody knows what's going on with Seattle's offense right now. It looks like it's in shambles and just a shell of what it once was a couple of years back. But um, Russ was seeming to favor Gerald Everett a lot more and was comfortable throwing dump-offs to him frequently. Um, but here's a little stat. Through Gerald Everett's first six games, he had 17 targets with one touchdown. And in his last three games, he has 21 targets with one touchdown. Um, he missed two games in between those, those two different breaks there. But um, he's tight end 24 on the season, and I feel like he's trending up. Um, so I think he's somebody that you should definitely keep an eye on if you're really hurting for a tight end or um, 
if if waivers are thin in like a ten or a twelve man league. Yeah, because I mean, if you're if you're asking for on average like seven targets from the tight end position, you take that any day of the week. It doesn't really matter who it is. So, yep, I definitely agree. That's a great target, especially in a deeper league too. Absolutely, hit up Gerald Everett if you need if you need somebody. Um, somebody keeping in the NFC West though. Some guy who's looked very good recently has been Van Jefferson. Um, I know I have him in one of my fantasy leagues, but he's just been there's been there's kind of some hype around him coming into the season. But I think against the Packers when he had 18 fantasy points, that's kind of when people start to take notice because he's kind of a boomer bust player, don't you think? Van Jefferson? Yeah. 100%. Yeah, deep ball dependent. Yeah, because, I mean, just going through his log, like 16, 3, or 2, 8, 21, 3, 5, 14, 12, 7, 8, and then 18. So, like, you're either getting that boom game or it's, you know, you're kind of regretting starting him. But, I mean, if you're in need of a wide receiver, he's a pretty good one to pick up. Mm-hmm. Same with, I will say, Kendrick Bourne. Not somebody I think anybody had their radar on. But he's low-key turned into a pretty good flex play, wouldn't you say, Nate? Yeah. This was – I I haven't really been keeping up super closely with the Patriots wide receiver group. But um, – Neither is Max. I, I, I kind of – combined Jacoby Myers and Kendrick Bourne into the same person. Mm-hmm. I I forgot that they were both there and I because they both kind of played the same game and have really the same fantasy relevance. Right. I would say I think they're both about mid to late 20s for wide receiver rank on the year. But yeah, very uh I mean you can utilize them really well if if you're in need of a of a flex position or a wide receiver position. Um, but yeah, I like Kendrick Bourne a lot. Yeah, also kind of a boomer bust guy, but past mm-hmm. three games he's had twenty four, nine, and twenty three fantasy points. How many touchdowns over those games? Three. So you definitely which can. is good. Yeah, no, that's really you can't ignore it. And this week they're playing the Bills. Davis White just went down with an ACL injury, unfortunately. Um, so, I mean, just makes that cornerback secondary room a little bit weaker. Um, so, it's definitely not – and he's – shockingly enough, he's the wide receiver 24 in the season. Yeah. I mean, I knew he was doing – Super quiet. I knew he was doing well. I just didn't know it was necessarily that well. That it, he has become, I think, the touchdown uh, catching – like. He's he's the wide receiver that catches the touchdown passes. That was a horrible way to say that, but it does seem like it's either they 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 are running the ball in the red zone or it's a Hunter Henry show. But I mean, Jacoby Meyer I think caught his first touchdown pass in the NFL like a week or two ago. Are you serious? Oh yeah, that's true. Ever. I remember it was like a huge yeah. deal. They like flooded the field and everything. But so that's not going to change. I don't think much for him. Uh, but there is that, yeah. that trust there for Kendrick Bourne. Nelson Aguilar seems old. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't looked good. I know we were pretty high on him coming into the season. Yeah. But I mean, it was a good good kind of flex shot potentially, but yeah. just didn't work out. Um, 
somebody who's hoping to work out and stick on a roster is Deshaun Jackson of the one and only Las Vegas Raiders. So I, I know a lot of people are probably rolling their eyes. He hasn't done absolutely nothing up until Thanksgiving Day where he had 19 fantasy points. Three catches, very Deshaun Jackson's, 102 yards and a touchdown. Um, but if you go back to that Kansas City game, if he didn't fumble that one ball, you know, that would have probably been like a 12-week or 12-point performance, right? It should have been a touchdown. For uh, sure. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. we'll take what we can get. But, but no, seriously, like, they play the football team this week, not a good secondary. The Chiefs, you know, I think they're – Say what you want. Um, the Browns, secondary is not great. So, like, two of the next three weeks, if not all three weeks, you have pretty good matchups, especially on a Raiders team that needs to put up points. So, I definitely think that's something to monitor for sure. Yep. And you actually have another Raider – on this list. So why don't you talk about Mr. Foster Mr. and his Moreau. imaginary friends. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, my last guy to wrap up these waiver wire pickups is Foster Moreau, tight end, backup tight end on Las Vegas Raiders with Darren Waller, uh, now doubtful and projected to be out for at least a week um, with some kind of knee injury. He <laughs> It sounds like he is making progress to return. Um, it looked pretty bad in the game. I don't know if you were watching on Thanksgiving, but it, it looked really it looked really awkward the way that it kind of rolled, I suppose. But um, yeah, Foster Moreau is, is a, a very viable option, especially as a backup. Um, it's really, uh, I mean, if Deshaun Jackson's getting three receptions a game and it's Hunter Renfro's getting probably six and yeah. the rest is either going to go to Josh Jacobs or the tight end there. Um, that's just kind of how it works. Yeah. So I think, I think you can definitely see at least six targets coming to Foster Moreau this next coming week. For sure. Um, and then one last guy I do want to mention is Boston Scott. Um, I know, you know, he's not really the, Glamorous pick, but three out of the past five weeks, he's been 12-plus fantasy points. The Eagles are committed to running the ball. Jordan Howard just hurt. Miles Sanders is kind of hurt, too. And they played the Jets this week, so if you need a spot fill-in, like if you have Dalvin Cook on your fantasy team and he got hurt, you just need him for a week. Definitely a name to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Shire. Well, Nate, I think it's uh, – Is it time? I think it's time for you to kind of take over and lock it down. Well, yeah, I need to, I got to come forward. I got to come clean. The perfect season. It's no longer an option. It was so good for so long. A 10 and 0 start to the season. I was, I was feeling very good, but now we have one, Loss in the L column. Um, That's still very sad. It's very impressive. I wasn't expecting you to say that. I was expecting you to rip me apart. But well, I mean, you, whatever you say cannot be worse than things I'm saying to myself for picking the Panthers minus three versus Ron Rivera and the Washington football team. I don't know what I was thinking. 
I truly don't. I thought I had a beat on the Panthers. I had been fading them in games that they were supposed to win, and I'd been picking them to cover games that they had no business even competing in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought I had a pretty good understanding of them. Clearly, I didn't. They're frauds. Washington's also on, on an insane hot streak, I should say. Um, yeah, they're an interesting team. I don't get it. They are, truly. But, um, but yeah, it, that was an unfortunate uh, thing to happen with the Panthers. Um, but I will say my Vikings underdog money line hit. I was pretty confident about that. That was one to see go through. Um, so let's get to John. John had the Ravens last week, minus four and a half um against the browns and that covered on a last second field goal this was week 11 by the way not what are you looking at week 11 yeah 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 yeah. okay no no week 12 yeah we didn't do week 12 because we were we didn't record because of uh thanksgiving okay sorry yeah i need to go back one more you're right okay so john's ravens minus four and a half was against the bears yes and it didn't cover. And the Ravens honestly shouldn't have won that game. <laughs> that is correct. Okay. Okay. Sorry for the confusion. No, you're yeah. So, yeah, the Ravens did not cover. John, I don't know what his record is on the year. We'll have to, we'll have to get back with him. But um, did his Falcons hit? Um, his Falcons did not hit. So, John went out two on the week. The Falcons lost zero to 25. Oh, that was a bad game. Tough one. Um, Layden, how did you do? I I know the Dolphins won. You're right. I think the Saints lost. (laughs) The Saints did lose to Jalen Hurts and the Mighty Eagles. I never should doubt my man. You know, he's just so good at football. (laughs) I don't know why. Jalen Hurts is never getting doubted again. All right, well, we'll move on to this week. I'm looking <laughs> to turn my mojo around. Um, I can kick us off. So for week 13, I want to go with the Dolphins minus three and a half against the Giants. Um, the Dolphins will be playing in Miami. They have the second longest win streak, current win streak in the NFL right now, um, outside of the – The Chiefs and the Patriots might be tied? No, the Patriots are like on a six-game win streak. Okay, yeah. So third third longest win streak behind the Patriots and then the Chiefs. Um, Dolphins, I think, have won won three or four. Um, And I think it's – they're in the playoff hunt. Um, Tua's looking pretty good. Jalen Waddell's looking like a beast. And the Giants are really bad, even though they won last week. They did not impress me at all. Um, so, yep, Dolphins, minus three and a half, lock it up. Blade, what do you got? So, I don't feel super confident, but I kind of do at the same time. I picked the 49ers minus three against the Seahawks, right? Um, 49ers have been playing really, really good football. Um, and I think three points isn't a ton to give up. They're playing a Seahawks team where I think they're just kind of down and, down and out. Their season's basically over. Um, the only worry I have is if they could be looking at this game like this is their season, because if they lose, there's zero chance to make the playoffs. So 
there's at least that slimmer of hope right now that they could make it if they run the table, but I'm still not super confident in that ability. So, um, to win you, one game, <laughs> basically, yeah, I don't have any confidence. Uh, did you, I mean, do you, do you like that game or what, what do you think about it? No, I like that game. I think we, we talked about it a little bit at one point, but I have liked the 49ers a lot this year, and I feel like they've been undervalued in a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think they're – I mean, what are they 6-5 and five right now? They're, they're kind of getting hot at the right time. And, yes, they're you know, Kittle, Kittle's come back. Um, he didn't play too great last week, but the, the rushing attack has been there. Still looks uh, – creative creative like it always does um mm-hmm. unfortunately Debo's hurt this week but I just this one's hard because it felt okay first of all the Seattle game against Washington I thought Seattle you could bet your life on that that they would win that game and cover one point I thought there was no chance when the Seattle Seahawks were three and seven, I thought there was zero zero chance they could go three and eight, um, and that happened, and they lost, yeah. and they they kind of got dominated that whole game, and now it's like I'm looking yeah. at this, and a part of me wants to say there's no way the Seahawks can go three and nine, like they have to show up for one game, and that offense has to come together for one game eventually, but I don't like you you kind of said it may just be that season where it never does. Um, and this may just be the Seahawks kind of starting a rebuild phase. So, I could long story short, I do, I like the 49ers, but well, good. My, I, I would yep. like to hear that. Um, what, what do you think about John's this week? Uh, John's minus four and a half for the Ravens against the Steelers. John has gone back-to-back with the Ravens. I know, especially when they have a running back that throws picks. It's it's hard to trust them. Do you have three or four picks? No, he had four interceptions. Wow. And because he, the Browns he threw are picks so on like, bad. They, he threw picks on like three passes in a row at, at one point. Yeah, and the Browns are so bad that they somehow still managed to lose that game. That's how bad they were. Think yeah. about that. Um, but yeah, okay, this is kind of interesting because, um, your Casey lab guys that you, uh, like to listen to a lot, Mm -hmm. they were kind of giving, I don't know if you were able to listen to their like take on everything in the AFC this week. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, they were talking about the Ravens and they kind of, they kind of were spot on with it, but the Ravens, I mean, this is probably one of the worst rosters that they've had with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. Um, and then that's not necessarily due to like the construction of it. Um, they're really beat up and they lost a ton of people at the beginning of the season, preseason even. Um, but they're not that good and they've been winning a lot of games that they probably shouldn't have won, which I mean, it's hard to uh, yeah. knock them for that. I mean, it's hard to knock them a team for like just having that knack to for winning but I mean, yeah, they kick a sixty like nine yard field goal against the Detroit Lions. You can't do and, that against and and bank it over. Yeah, you can't do that. And then you 
were are able to clutch a, a fumble, a strip fumble, um, to steal a win against the Chiefs. And then the same thing with against the Bears. Your backup quarterback has leads like a one a minute thirty drive down the field to score a touchdown to win the game. Um, yeah, just kind of crazy. I don't, I don't think the Ravens are as good as their record shows. Absolutely um, not. Absolutely I, I would not. I would love to play the Ravens right now and like, yeah I would for too. the Chiefs anyway just outside of fantasy football I guess I really would too um, but the Steelers are so bad too <laughs> yeah honestly like I remember going into the season I was like oh yeah no the the AFC North could be good this year. You know, I think the Bengals will be better. The Browns will be good. Man, they're they're bad. That's I, I think that's one of the like low key worst divisions in football. It is as backwards as I like for, could have predicted it. Yeah, because I was like, oh, you know, this might be the division that has two or three playoff teams. Mm-hmm. And they actually I thought... still might. <laughs> They still might. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I thought it was going to be Browns one, uh, Ravens two, and and Pittsburgh three in that division. Right. And now it's going to be Bengals. Bengals may get the one seed in the AFC. To be fair, I did like the Bengals coming into the season. Well, I think we both did, if you know what I mean. Okay, I know what you mean. Now. <laughs> but uh, Not to this extent. Right, right. Um but yeah, I I don't hate John's minus four and a half, but I think that's a pretty even game, honestly. It just makes you nervous. It just makes me nervous. I think I mean I think three is like a very fair money line where I might take or not fair money line fair spread where I might take the Ravens, um, but at four and a half, I'm probably just staying away from this game, honestly. I don't blame you. Uh, it's definitely easy to avoid. Yeah. Are there was there any other ones that caught your eye? Uh, I do like. Gosh, what was the what was the line on the game? Obviously, I like the Chiefs beat the Broncos. I'm never giving up nine and a half points with that defense, though. Um, yeah. But gosh, what was the one? Um, you like the Cardinals Bears? Oh, it was the Vikings against the Lions for me. Um, Vikings minus seven. It's just hard for me to give up seven points almost anywhere. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I still like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, who – okay, so Thursday night, is it Saints and Cowboys? Yes. So, an interesting one there. Cowboys are 8-3 and three against the spread this year. Um, yeah. I still and trust New Orleans is five and six. No, I definitely don't. I think Dallas is on the, the decline for sure. Unfortunately. And like I would even consider the NFC East being up for grabs right now. I do not I think that is far from being solidified that Dallas is the one out of there. If it's tough because if the Eagles didn't lose the Giants like I thought they would, I I would honestly think that the Eagles could somehow come back and win. Whatever Washington's done with their defense and how they're playing, I I think they could legitimately contend. Yeah. Ta- Taylor Heineke's got some magic, and last game it looked like Antonio Gibson kind of 
uh, found his rhythm. It's just hard because they're not very talented. Yeah, that's also true. And it's Taylor Heineke. Yeah, so. Oh. But is that, that wrap it I up? think it's going to wrap us up. Like the Christmas presents you're wrapping for your family. That's right. We're, we're done. <laughs> it's good to be back, Nate. One, Hopefully you actually put put this one out this time. well guys good good luck in your games this weekend and if you're in the playoffs good luck unless your name is ben or ethan hell yeah all right well hey (laughs) thank you guys so much have a good one all right thanks guys